following episode contains graphic and disturbing situations that may be triggering or too intense for some listeners. The history of gay pride is rooted in the broader LGBTQ rights movement, which has sought to advocate for equal rights and protections for individuals who identify as LGBTQ+. The struggle for LGBTQ rights has been ongoing for many decades and has involved various forms of activism, including protests, demonstrations, and community building. The specific origins of gay pride can be traced back to the Stonewall Riots, a series of spontaneous demonstrations that occurred in New York City in June 1969. At the time, LGBTQ individuals faced widespread discrimination and harassment, and it was common for police to raid gay bars and arrest individuals for their sexuality or gender expression. The Stonewall Inn, a popular gathering place for the LGBTQ community, was frequently targeted. In the early hours of June 28, 1969, the Stonewall Inn was raided by police. However, instead of dispersing, the patrons and neighborhood residents fought back, sparking several days of protests and clashes with law enforcement. The events of Stonewall became a turning point in the LGBTQ rights movement, galvanizing the community and leading to increased activism and organizing. One year after the Stonewall riots, on June 28, 1970, the first gay pride marches took place in New York City, Los Angeles, and Chicago. These marches, often referred to as Pride Parades, were organized to commemorate the anniversary of the Stonewall Uprising and to celebrate LGBTQ identities. They served as a public display of visibility and unity, as well as a call for equality and acceptance. The concept of gay pride quickly spread beyond the United States and became a global movement. LGBTQ communities in other countries started organizing their own pride events, using the format of parades, marches, and festivals to advocate for LGBTQ rights and raise awareness about the challenges faced by the community. Over the years, pride events have evolved and expanded. They have become opportunities not only to demand equal rights, but also to celebrate identities, achievements, and cultural contributions. Pride has become a symbol of resilience, empowerment, and solidarity within the LGBTQ community. While pride celebrations often take place during the month of June to commemorate the Stonewall Riots, they occur at various times throughout the year in different countries. Pride events typically involve a range of activities, including parades, marches, rallies, parties, educational panels, art exhibits, and community outreach programs. The history of gay pride is a testament to the progress made in advancing LGBTQ rights and promoting greater acceptance and inclusivity. However, it is important to recognize that significant challenges and inequalities persist, 
and Pride events continue to serve as important platforms for activism and advocacy in many parts of the world. Submit your questions and stories to ScreamQueerCast at gmail.com or by submitting them to Instagram at ScreamQueerPodcast and catch new episodes every Tuesday morning wherever podcasts are streamed. Remember to rate and subscribe. Welcome to the Scream Queer Podcast with Ralph Anthony. The following content contains topics describing graphic violence, strong sexual content, explicit language, and elements that may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Matthew Shepard was born on December 1st, 1976, in Casper, Wyoming. Growing up in a conservative state, Matthew faced his fair share of challenges as a gay individual. Despite this, Matthew was embraced and supported by his family, which showed their unconditional love. Casper, like many rural areas at the time, was not known for its acceptance of the LGBTQ plus community. Despite the difficulties he encountered, Matthew remained determined to live authentically. From an early age, Matthew displayed a compassionate nature and a love for the arts. He attended the American school in Switzerland before returning to the United States to complete his education. During high school and college, Matthew faced instances of bullying and discrimination due to his sexual orientation. These experiences, unfortunately, foreshadowed the tragic events that would later unfold. On the evening of October 6, 1998, Matthew Shepard visited the Fireside Lounge, a local bar in Laramie, Wyoming. There, he encountered Aaron McKinney and Russell Henderson, two individuals who would forever alter the course of his life. McKinney and Henderson pretended to be gay in an attempt to gain Matthew's trust and subsequently lured him into their pickup truck. What occurred was a horrifying act of violence. Matthew Shepard was driven to a remote area outside of Laramie where he was tied to a fence, brutally beaten and left to die in the freezing cold. McKinney and Henderson targeted him purely because of his sexual orientation, fueled by their deep-rooted homophobia. 18 hours after the assault, a cyclist named Aaron discovered Matthew Shepard barely clinging to life. He mistook Matthew for a scarecrow due to the extent of his injuries. Shepard was immediately transported to the hospital, but tragically, his severe head injuries and hypothermia proved fatal. On October 12, 1998, Matthew Shepard passed away, surrounded by his loved ones. This devastating event sparked a wave of outrage, grief, and determination to combat hate crimes and promote LGBTQ rights. The murder of Matthew Shepard sent shockwaves through the nation, prompting an immediate response from the authorities and legal system. The following trial shed light on the motivations behind the crime and its implications for hate crimes legislation. 
Aaron McKinney and Ruffle Henderson were swiftly apprehended by law enforcement following the discovery of Matthew Shepard. They were charged with multiple crimes, including first-degree murder, kidnapping, and aggravated robbery. The prosecution argued that the assault was fueled by the victim's sexual orientation, marking it as a hate crime. The trial of McKinney and Henderson began on October 26, 1999, in Laramie, Wyoming. The defense attempted to downplay the role of homophobia in the crime, arguing that the robbery and drugs motivated the attack rather than anti-gay bias. However, the evidence presented painted a chilling picture of the perpetrator's hatred and premeditation. During the trial, Pivotal testimonies shed light on the brutal nature of the crime and its underlying motives. Friends and acquaintances of McKinney and Henderson testified to their previous acts of violence and their deep-seated homophobia. These testimonies served to strengthen the prosecution's case, highlighting the targeted and hate-fueled nature of the assault. On November 4th, 1999, the jury found both Aaron McKinney and Russell Henderson guilty of felony, murder, and kidnapping. The hate crime enhancement was not applied at the state level, as Wyoming did not have specific hate crime legislation at the time. However, the conviction still carried severe penalties, and both defendants were sentenced to two consecutive life terms in prison without the possibility of parole. The trial of McKinney and Henderson brought the issue of hate crimes to the forefront of public consciousness. It underscored the need for comprehensive hate crime legislation and prompted discussions about LGBTQ plus rights and protections nationwide. The Matthew Shepard case had far-reaching social ramifications, sparking a profound shift in public attitudes towards hate crimes, LGBTQ plus rights, and discrimination. Matthew Shepard's murder ignited a wave of outrage and grief across the nation. Vigils, marches, and protests took place in major cities, with people demanding justice and an end to hate crimes. This case also garnered international attention, shining a spotlight on the treatment of LGBTQ plus individuals in the United States. One of the enduring legacies of the Matthew Shepard case is the progress made in hate crime legislation. In response to the murder, Advocacy groups and lawmakers intensified their efforts to pass federal hate crime legislation. The Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act was eventually signed into law by President Barack Obama on October 28, 2009, expanding the definition of hate crimes and providing additional tools for prosecuting perpetrators. Matthew Shepard's tragic fate became a rallying cry for the LGBTQ plus rights advocates. His story galvanized activists and organizations, leading to increased visibility and support for the community. It prompted conversations about discrimination, acceptance, and equality, paving the way for advancements in LGBTQ plus rights in the following years. The Matthew Shepard case had a significant impact on popular culture. Plays, books, and films were created to commemorate his life and raise awareness about hate crimes. The Laramie Project, a project by Moises Kaufman and members of the Tectonic Theater Project, explored the community's response to the murder and its aftermath, highlighting the need for compassion and understanding. The Matthew Shepard case remains a harrowing reminder of the devastating consequences of hate crimes and ongoing struggle for LGBTQ plus rights. 
Matthew's legacy has fueled positive change, leading to advancements in hate crime legislation, increased awareness, and improved protections for marginalized communities. It serves as a stark reminder that no individual should suffer violence or discrimination based on their sexual orientation or how one identifies. And it emphasizes the importance of fostering a society that values equality, acceptance, and respect for all. Martha P. Johnson was born on August 21st, 1945 in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Martha was an influential figure in the LGBTQ rights movement and was a prominent figure in the New York City LGBTQ community during the late 1960s and early 1970s. She played a pivotal role in the Stonewall Uprising of 1969, a series of spontaneous protests against police raids on the Stonewall Inn, a gay bar in Greenwich Village. The Stonewall Uprising is often considered a catalyst for the modern LGBTQ rights movement. Following the Stonewall Uprising, Johnson co-founded the Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries, also referred to as STAR. Alongside her close friend Sylvia Rivera, STAR provided support, housing, and advocacy for transgender and gender non-conforming individuals who were experiencing homelessness and discrimination. Through STAR, Johnson and Rivera worked tirelessly to uplift marginalized voices and fought for the inclusion of transgender rights within the broader gay rights movement. Marsha P. Johnson's legacy extends beyond her activism. Known for her vibrant personality and distinctive fashion sense, she became a prominent figure within the LGBTQ community in New York City. Johnson's presence at gay pride parades and demonstrations was both empowering and affirming to those who sought inspiration and guidance. Despite her contributions and the mark she left on the LGBTQ rights movement, Marsha P. Johnson's death remains a subject of controversy. Johnson's body was discovered floating in the Hudson River. Initially ruled as a suicide, many activists and community members disputed this conclusion. They argued that Johnson's character, resilience, and aspirations for a better future contradicted the idea that she would take her own life. It was also reported that Martha had a wound on the back of her head. They also stated that Johnson, who was 46 years old at the time of her death, was routinely harassed. Critics of the official ruling believe that Johnson's death was a result of violence, potentially a hate crime. Advocates argue that Johnson's death should be investigated as a potential murder, given the circumstances and the broader context of violence against the LGBTQ community. Regardless of the circumstances surrounding her death, Marsha P. Johnson's legacy remains an important part of LGBTQ history. Her activism, resilience, and unwavering commitment to justice continue to inspire future generations of activists fighting for equality. In recognition of her contributions, numerous initiatives have been established in her honor. The Marsha P. Johnson Institute, founded by L. Hearns in 2015, aims to protect and defend the human rights of Black transgender individuals. The Marsha P. Johnson Memorial, a sculpture dedicated in her memory in 2019, stands near the Stonewall Inn, 
further solidifying her significance in LGBTQ history. While the truth surrounding her death may remain elusive, her impact on the LGBTQ community and the broader society cannot be understated. What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for listening into this episode this week. I hope you are all doing wonderful, thriving, and as usual, hanging in there. Before I wrap up, I just want to start off by saying thank you so much if you have made it this far into the episode. I appreciate you so much. My intention for this episode was to simply inform those of you who are supporters of the LGBTQ plus community, or maybe even a part of it, and you've never really focused on what has come before us. Doing all of this research, I had learned some things that I didn't know, but I think that's what's important that I'm putting in the work to really educate myself so I can educate those around me who love me and who support me because as some of what I had talked about in this episode was really heavy and really disturbing and and dark, it is important to understand why I'm sharing these stories, to understand the fight and the drive that LGBTQ plus people have to simply just be considered a human being. We just want to live our lives authentically, just like everyone else. And it's important just to really understand where different people from all different walks of life are coming from. So that was my intention, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. But going into Pride Month, I am so excited to say I have some special, special guests coming on, and I cannot wait for you all to hear. But until then, I will talk to you all on the next episode. (laughs) 